Hello, and finally, welcome back to another episode of Driven. The automotive podcast brought to you by a couple of regular petrol heads. We're your hosts, I'm Mo. And I'm Mo. And it's been... It has been... Do you know what? It has actually been too long. It has been too long. I actually haven't seen your mug for a while, you know. Probably about six weeks. We recorded just before Christmas, and here we are recording on the 1st of Feb. So we've yeah, sacked off January, basically. Yeah, I know. I was messaging you the other day, and and I think Spellcheck or whatever decided to write, oh, I'll miss you. <laughs> Spellcheck did. Yeah, you I know. Really. I, just, I, to ping, I had to send Apple an email. Who said, would have, who your Spellcheck ain't working, mate. Who would have thought Far that off. you are capable well of experiencing off. an emotion other than No, I wasn't. Rage. My phone was feeling emotional. <laughs> your phone is feeling so I had to tell Apple, listen, you need to fix that floor. Well, I've missed you too, genuinely. Well, you, whether obviously you, you would miss me. The listeners miss me. Everyone misses me. <laughs> that's the given. And, so that's not and it's not given. even like we've got an interesting story as to why we haven't been recording for all of January. I think life has just happened. Just life, I got, I got ill. Co- no, I got COVID co- hasn't affected anything. COVID affected me. Oh, it had you. I got COVID. And you've been vaccinated. And I've been vaccinated. Uh, it, who who knows whether the vaccination made any difference? It's not possible to prove well, that. Well, clearly not, because you were vaccinated and you didn't get it. Whereas I've never been vaccinated. I had it at the start of the two years when it first came in. And I haven't had it again. I know, in two years, I cannot... I, I, I'm sorry, but I struggle to believe that I haven't been around it in two years. But the thing, I mean, we don't know, right? So if I hadn't had it... Well, that is the whole point of the whole COVID yeah, thing is we whole, don't know anything. This is true. We don't know anything. Yeah. That's that's what I learned in my COVID yeah. experience is and that... And with that corrupt prick Bojo leading the country... Well, yeah. I'll show you. Yeah, we're famously not political except for when we point out obvious things. I mean, that's not even a political well, that's statement. Obvious. That's a fact. That's a fact, you know. It's not an opinion. It's not a discussion. Pojo no. is fucking corrupt. So now the UK is up there with whatever other countries, everyone, the, the other countries people. Call Where, wherever else they held garden parties where they weren't supposed to. Yeah, and, and, got, and, and got people to pay for the renovating of, of, <laughs> of his house and then saving your mates from getting sacked and fired. And all sorts of other and stuff. And all sorts of shit. Do you know what? I'm not even bitter about it. That's I'm life. Not, I'm not That's surprised. Life. I'm it's surprised. Just, yeah, it's just life. It's but, but human nature. What makes nature. me laugh is those idiot cons, people who voted for the car, cons. That, that, I find that entertaining, but I'm not. No. What did you expect with that? Yeah, well, it hasn't changed my stance on ignoring the news. As I've always said, if it's anything important, I'll hear about it either through you or through some kind of a meme or a WhatsApp yeah. message. Well, if anything, the news has been boring for a while now. Well, there you go. But what's so not boring? Seen... What's not boring? Is drivel. No, no, not in the slightest. No. Not in the slightest. So what has been happening in the six weeks since we last recorded? What's been happening with you in your automotive world of O? Oh, bloody hell, shitloads have been happening. First of all, yeah, first of all, yeah, I think I'm going to need to dedicate this. I'm, I'm going to need to dedicate this episode to someone, I think, in particular, yeah? Are we, hang on, are we starting off 2022 with another personal vendetta? So last year, you had, an, towards the end of the year, you had an issue with Land Rover, and I... I can kind of see where that yeah, came Land from. Yeah, Land Rover still haven't come back to me. No, of course not. What? Still haven't come back to me. It's not justifiable, is it? If you guys don't know what we're talking about, there was a post on our social media. Now seems like an appropriate time to pl- uh, plug our social media. Check out Drivel Podcast on Instagram. I've almost forgotten our social media has been that long. <laughs> it is a Drivel Podcast on, on Instagram, isn't it? Is it Drivel or Drivel Podcast? Anyway. Oh, on Instagram, I don't know. You so, run that and... and, and I do it on autopilot normally. Our, 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 the third wheel. What's his name? Tom. Tom. Tom our third Tom wheel. Uh, Tom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Oh, and before I forget, Tom celebrated his birthday last week. So happy, happy birth- birthday, Tom. Happy birthday, Tom. I have no idea how old he is or what day of last week he celebrated his birthday, but it was kind of last week. Um. 
So what yeah, was I talking about? Plugging, yes. sorry, plugging our social media. That's it. Go and find us at Drivel or Drivel Podcast on Instagram and you'll see the post we're referring to where O uh, changes a, or sorry, fixes a part on his Land Rover, Range Rover Sport, um, which took him all of about two and a half Under minutes. Two minutes I think. And the part was about 60 quid or something. 60 quid, I got it. And uh, Land Rover quoted you 200... 267 or 70, 277 pounds or 267 pounds. A lot of money. Effectively about 200 pounds for a few minutes of labour. Yeah. So uh, that's what we're referring to and that's why O has a personal gripe with Land Rover. But what's 2022's personal gripe all about? Um, well, actually, I, now that you mentioned Range Rover, I'm doing the control arms on the Range Rover at the moment as well, actually. So it'd be interesting to find out what land what land rover would charge for control arms actually. didn't they quote you for that was that not on the list of things they I found i don't think it was so the one thing that that kind of actually needed doing that they i'm gonna call them up tomorrow and get a quote and then watch my watch my page to interesting yeah so what, what is your page where can they find it it is um driveway autos driveway well, it's been ages since i've posted on it as well and the other day it's just i posted some stuff up there when i was changing the control arms I had to use every method of tool and thing that, to get that off. I've, I've every method of angle grinding of you could angle think angle grinding blow torch <laughs> everything to get that bastard off so, yeah. Yeah. but yeah first I want to talk about the fuckwits that live on Facebook oh there's so, many of those oh there's many of those but specifically Thomas Stewart all Thomas right? Stewart a spotted dick fucking 21 year old something right I don't know this guy is an absolute fucking Bellin. What has Thomas okay. done to upset Today's you so? Episode, you're gonna have to when we when we when we put it out there, you're gonna have to put warnings like about is this, language. So is, is is this episode dedicated to Thomas? This is What's dedicated the, the Thomas, the absolute penis that is Thomas Stewart. Thomas I think Stewart, he's like a 21 year old spotted prick. But <laughs> yeah, Thomas Stewart. So on, on, on Facebook, you get groups, yeah, or whatever MP groups. I've missed so this. There's a, there's a Range Rover page that I'm on, yeah, and then it's your own fault for being on groups on Facebook. If I'm entirely honest, but anyway, sometimes, sometimes, you know what? It can be it can be useful. It can be, it's good to like you know if, okay. if, if you need stuff or if you want to help someone out and stuff. And someone just posted inadvertently like, um, oh, thinking of thinking of getting the uh, the new Range Rover and stuff like that, and what's MPG like or whatever, yeah. Okay. Look, my my stance, you know my stance on MPG, yeah? If you're going on anything over two litres and you're going to care and you're looking at MPG, first of all, why? B, get a bus pass. Okay. okay? It's quite Stop strong. Stop being you. one then. You're looking at something that's two and a half, three litre, 3.6, 40. Why, the, why would you consider, either you're buying it on a shoestring budget, in which case don't buy it. Mm. Okay? But... I just do not understand why you would consider MPG when you're getting something that big. Okay. You've just got to be an absolute imbecile, okay? Yeah, MPG, or you're trying to live beyond it's, your it's, means. It's going to be Let's terrible. Let's be honest, you're living beyond your means if you need to consider MPG, right? So, few people in that were talking on there. Me, and I commented, me and this other guy commented basically along those lines of, listen, if you're concerned about MPG... It's not the vehicle for it's you. It's not the vehicle for you. Get something under two litres or get a fucking bus pass. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, simple as that. Don't come on here looking to unbind, looking to buy. I think it was a three point six or something like that. And what's the fucking? I'm like, it's not going to be fucking great. Whatever it is, right? This horse shit stinking horse manure smelling motherfucker turns up, <laughs> right? And he goes, "Oh yeah, mate. That's why you're driving in a 2011 Range Rover because you're not worried about MPG." Yeah, right. Oh, so what's the year of the car got to do with it? So I had to take and that probably back. is why you're driving a Range Rover because it has the aerodynamics of a bus. So I, I had to. St- I looked at his comment and I was trying to figure out. I was like, 
what does this spotted dick mean, yeah? Did you say, mate, I spend it? more on maintenance than I do on fuel? Well, <laughs> yeah, he was, no, no. So before he didn't even, actually, no, his first comment was, like, oh, yeah, that's why, that's why you can't buy one or something. That's why you can't buy a new one, yeah? Because you're not worried about MPG. Yeah, right, mate. If you weren't worried about MPG, you'd go and buy one. To your point, yeah, the year of a car makes no difference to MPG. And it doesn't even affect the current car that you have. And it's MPG and how much fuel you put in it doesn't affect a car you're going to consider buying. Because once you've got rid of the car that you've got, you you'll have the new car. So anything you put in there for fuel goes into the new one, you dickhead. <laughs> right. okay. But this fucking cunt was, I, I mean, I don't know what special needs school he came out of or is still in, was adamant that no, because I drive a 2011, it's all down to MPG. And that's, I've looked at the MPG. Now the MPG on mine is ain't ain't great even for a big diesel. Oh, actually, big hang on, hang on. Didn't you in one of our episodes say I'm actually really surprised the MPG is very good? Oh yeah, that was on a long run. I think I noticed it. I mean, for what it is, I thought oh, I, was, I wasn't expecting it to get that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you didn't. You didn't buy it because of them. I didn't MPG, buy it because yeah. of that. Yeah, but you do. You do MPG <laughs> does not affect. Or the year of... There's so many factors in this. I don't, the year of car that you own or the fact that you're going to consider buying a new car has... MPG isn't going to affect whether you can afford to buy that new car. Okay? It doesn't matter no, what I have. Not, not when we're talking... Let, let's be clear. Cars are luxury goods. Yes. Yeah? Apart from maybe a Dacia or something where you're buying the cheapest new vehicle available. Yep. They are luxury goods. Firstly, second of all, when you're looking at the luxury end of the luxury good, i.e. Range Rovers, yeah, then the if you're buying new or nearly new, you're talking £70,000 plus of easy, car. Easy, easy. You're spending that amount of money, whether you're financing it or buying it outright, your major cost is going to be the cost of the vehicle or depreciation. By far, the... £100 a month difference in terms of fuel costs are going to be just going to pale into insignificance compared to the price of a new car. Now, if you're talking about buying a car that's 10, 15 years old and it's depreciated most of that value and then you are going to run it on more of a budget, then fair enough, I can see how running costs yes, come into it. Yes, yeah, if you're and, getting a used and, one, sorry. Yeah. And, and, and there, I mean, if you're considering the three-litre turbo diesel Range Rover versus the five-litre V8 supercharged Range Rover Sport, because you've got two very different engines and two very different thirst consumptions there. You are looking at basically one probably costing twice as much as the other in terms of running it on fuel. And if you do a shitload of mileage, I can see how that becomes... A factor. You wouldn't buy the five liter V eight supercharged if you're going to be doing two thousand miles a month. That's just stupid. Yeah, yeah, you wouldn't. Or if you ask, because you can afford it. But then if you look at a supercharger and then you ask someone, "Oh, what's the MPG?" You should be fucking shot. This is so. Listen, this is this is the guy, one of these guys, one of these this cunt's posts. Yeah, <laughs> maybe you can save on your MPG and buy an actual new range. Good luck, lol. You seem to boast about not caring about MPG, but bri- but drive a twenty year old range. It's 11 years old. Well, obviously, we know he struggles, okay? Mm-hmm. He's special needs. But um, you care about MPG, but you drive a 20-year-old range. You, but you didn't say you cared. You said you don't care. I said I don't. Yeah, so he, I think he's trying to be sarcastic. I think he's trying it. to say my you're, point, you're, you're talking as though you've got infinite funds for fuel. Well, if you've got so much money, why didn't you go and buy a brand new car? 
but it's worded so badly that he makes himself oh. look like an idiot. So is that what the retard's trying to say? I think so. So what's his? Oh, so, so here's oh. A, here's a personalized message from me. What's it, Thomas? Something Thomas. Hello, Thomas. We haven't met. I'm Thomas Mo. Stewart. I I have the pleasure of sitting opposite O when we record these episodes. I what did actually tell this fucking cunt that I was going to do an episode on him. <laughs> so, so he might be listening. Um, what you should do when you're going to be insulting people, especially over the internet. First of all, when you're typing, slow down. Second of all, think through your whole argument and think about the best way you're going to deliver that so that you can be A, as insulting as possible and B, make your point so that there are no ways for the other party to come back without looking like an idiot. That's just some free advice from me to you. So can we just break down what this fuckwit actually thinks then, yeah? So he's saying you should always have a new car. No, he's saying... So after every six months, the car's old, you should change it. No, no, what he is saying is if you're Mr. Billy... and Here you go, Tom. I'm going to do your job for you, Thomas. Oh, right, right. I'm going to pretend to... I'm going to channel my inner Thomas. You, Mr. Billy Big Bollocks, I don't give a shit about MPG. Who questions that fucking arsehole? You're telling me you've got infinite funds. You can put as much fuel in the car as you like. It doesn't matter if it's 2 MPG or 200 MPG. If you've got so much fucking money, why don't you go and buy a brand new Range Rover for 100 grand instead of driving a 2011 one that cost you 15 grand, eh? Hey, hey, Mr. Fucking Moneybags. Because I don't want a new one. End scene. That's what he should have said. Because I don't want a new one. I know, one. but then that would be a counter yeah. argument, which is fine. Because I don't want a new one. So, yeah. Oh, so so then, so then in his point, everyone that drives a car that's old... Anyone is, who it, drives a car that's old and claims to not care about how much fuel it uses is basically pretending because they do care or if they genuinely don't care, they should go and buy a brand new car because they've got all the money in the world. Now, what this person has failed to realise is that you may be going, well, I'd rather spend my money on my house or my kids or a holiday or on my shoe addiction or my meth addiction or anything else. O doesn't have a shoe addiction or meth addiction, by the way. I'm just saying... I'm just using those as examples for other ways. Other ways you can spend your money on, yeah. on, yeah, exactly. He might want to go and get the latest strawberry cheesecake flavored vape or whatever the fuck yeah. they are. So you can't really afford any other car. That's why you've got your C sixty three. Genuinely, I can't afford much putting fuel in the C sixty three. That's just the truth. I had this conversation with uh, with somebody earlier. Actually, I was like, "Yeah, well, there you go, you cunt mobble. Speak to Mo. That, Speak they, to me. They, yeah, they, 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 genuinely, this month I'm I, I've I've seen a pair of uh, talk about shoes. I've seen a pair of shoes that I quite like. Some boots, some Timberlands. I really ah, want some so all black Timberlands. Fill the bends or buy the Timberlands. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that's my listen, that's, that's my dilemma for February. That's my dilemma for February. Yeah. Energy bills and prices are going up or whatever. So I guess all these boys running E forty six M threes and all the old school E63 or E55 AMGs or any other, whatever, any car that's over, let's say over to, are, are doing so because they can't afford to buy a new one, yeah? Because they're so concerned about the MPG that they're paying in their current car. Yeah, that's... That's why they can't <laughs> afford to buy a new car. Yeah, that's that's what's stopping me from buying a brand new car, yeah. Feel free to contact <laughs> this prick Stuart, Thomas Stewart on Facebook <laughs> and educate him or let him know why you drive an old car. Yeah, sometimes people just don't like the new cars. I actually genuinely do not like any of the new Range Rovers. Oh, no, I mean, and we've been there before, right? Talking new cars in general. Um, I... I would not buy a new Volkswagen Golf Mark 8, including the R, the GTI. Oh, and gen- sorry. Just sorry, because sorry. of that whole yeah, interior. And genuinely, why would I want to pay seven, eight, nine hundred pounds a month 
to a drive a Range Rover. I'm sorry, but no, yes. that's ridiculous. Oh, you're probably going to be paying a bit more yeah. than that, and I'll be paying a bit, yeah, a bit more than. But why would I do that? It makes zero sense to me. A, it's well, I don't, it's essentially I, the I same product. Like but why would I just not buy a car? Yeah, I can't afford to buy one of them outright, a seven, uh, 70, 80 grand car. But it's certainly got nothing to do with the MPG I pay on my current one. You might be able to if you monetize the podcast. So, listeners, if you want O to be able to buy a brand new Range yes. Rover just for the sake of getting back at Thomas, I've forgotten his surname, then I don't know, help us monetize this well, podcast. Well, I'm not, share I'm the podcast not buy let a new know. Range Rover. Get but maybe listeners. I can get, sort out all the maintenance stuff that I need to do on, on, on my car. Because <laughs> I'll still. Do you know what? I was actually dri- I drive every time I see a new one. Uh, or the, or not necessarily the new one, the one above the one that I've got, because I think they did the face, or is, I don't know which one is current at the moment, but anyway, the newer looking one than mine, it just looks see it, too you, soft. And it's also, do you always see it in the hard shoulder with his hazard lights on? hazard lights on, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just too soft. I don't like, I don't like I know, it. I know what you, you know, mean. It's it a Range Rover. It has gone a little It's supposed to be like mean, and this one just looks, it looks pisses over the current ones, in my opinion, anyway. But yeah, feel free to reach out to the, 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 the Cunt that is Thomas Stewart, and educate him on why you got why you people drive your old schools. So um, yeah, start as we mean to go on. Yeah, uh, we right. start with a personal next. vendetta. So 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 what what's next on your list? Of, next uh, guy is Mister Sam Fucking Warranty Wise in Manchester that sells BMWs. Yeah, Mister Sam Warranty Wise. That's an yeah. interesting surname. Well, yeah, clearly, obviously, he's endorsed by Warranty Wise. Well, that's the that's the shit he's. I'm sorry, but if you're endorsing Warranty Wise, and it just kind of explains the kind of stuff you do, yeah. So, cat N, cat D, cat S cars now, yeah? Okay. Mm-hmm. Insurance write-offs for our normal listeners. Insurance write-offs, yeah? So, cat N is non-structural. I think cat I don't, I don't D, know. I don't understand the new... Cat, cat D is categories. the lowest thing. So, it's normally like a wing or something like that or a bonnet or something. Uh, it was uneconomical repair. Uneconomical. But even then, you know what? If someone says to you, oh, yeah, it's cat N because the bumper was damaged. I'm sorry, but there's no car in the world where the bumper costs more than... 75% of the vehicle of the car or whatever like the that. valuation yeah, including the pain and prepping uh, it unless it's a very very old car right? oh yeah, yeah it's got to be a car that is, yeah, 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 yeah we're talking a car that has a value of a couple of thousand pounds and it's just going to yeah, cost yeah, yeah, more yeah, to do yeah, the work than yeah. it would be to write it off um, first of all right, I don't know how the hell people value how are people selling cars yeah I think they can value them okay with cat DNN cars they seem to think you can just take like a thousand pound off the price of a normal car no it doesn't work like that mate it's a once it's categorized, it's categorized, and that categorized, categorized, huh? categorized, and that category only means not a lot to the person who categorized it. If that means, so if I've got a car and I know I went into a bollard, the bumper came off. Yeah, because you're fully aware of the extent I'm of the damage. Fully, now, if I turn around to you and say, "Oh, it's cat, it's only because the bumper came off," how am I going to know? Yeah, my man here, right, had a. 2007 coupe 325i coupe now the 325 is a very sought after engine yeah because that's where it's starting on the six cylinder one yeah and then you got the 330 but the 325 solid no no qualms with this engine and that right yeah poverty spec bar it's got red lever in there somehow which someone's trying you know trying um put in there yeah um manual but it's got basic radio no sat nav basic alloys basic styling it's not even it's not even the facelift or anything like that yeah so so back in back in January, coupe with I think a hundred a hundred and something thousand miles, maybe ninety seven thousand miles, he decided to sell it, put it up for sale for four thousand six hundred pound. Okay, cat N. Oh, before you said it was cat N, I thought okay price. 
Because didn't you have a similar car with with low miles and you sold Mate, so for I had a sim- 325i yeah. yeah and it was a standard and, and the sports are very rare in the 325 for some reason yeah just, yeah yours was a particularly nice example yeah and it wasn't even a sport but it, was it was the episode where you decided nice. to take the piss yeah, out yeah. of me but it was done up very huh? <laughs> it was the episode where you decided to take the piss out of me and imitate oh me. yes 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 <laughs> But it was done up. It was done up. Oh, sorry, one hundred thirty-two thousand miles, two thousand and seven. Oh wow, okay, two thousand seven. Yeah, um, yeah. Mine was they had the nice alloys. It was tastefully modified. The inside was nice. Yeah, it was a genuinely yeah. nice car. Then drove was, nice and everything. And that I sold for three, three. Yeah, it was less than all I know is it was less than four k. Oh yeah, 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 less than four k, three, three. My man put this up for four six in in December originally, and now currently. It's brought down to now. He's currently at three five. That's still too expensive. Which it's a two grand car. That's a two two and a half thousand pound car all day. Thank Massively. You, thank you very I much. I wouldn't pay two and a half either because the mileage is high. Actually. So I was interested in this as a little Percy and stuff like that. And I was like, listen, you got you got to sort out your valuation. Yeah. He's like, what is? I goes, yeah, but it's a cat in. So you're trying to sell it at more than a non-category car is worth. Yeah. And. I use my example. I had that in my mind, right? And that was pissed all over this one. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And that yeah. went at 3 3. And I'm thinking, mate, you, this should be at £1,500. 17 at the most for someone that really, okay, you got some red lever in there. I'll give you a, a couple of extra hundred quid. Yeah. Okay. But that's it. And so. So, yeah. so your personal beef with this guy so is because you. Because yeah. <laughs> no, no, we said you discussion be. about how you categorize cat in cars and stuff like that. I was like no that's not there's no specific there's no value for you can't look at what a normal car would go for and take off 500 quid but in your instance mate you're charging more, more. Yeah, yeah, than yeah. what a normal car much nicer than this one would go for yeah it doesn't so I don't know sense. how you I don't know how you're working out but the reason the reason I had beef with him right so if I'm selling a car now let's let, let's step away from L, uh, LSP because I wouldn't sell a car like this in LSP but if I'm selling a, uh, my own car yeah and I know it needs work to it done to it and I'm going to advertise and I'm going to say, look, it needs this doing, needs a clutch doing, needs an injector sorting, and needs an ABS sensor or something like that doing, yeah? When I price it, now you can tell me if I'm right or wrong. And if I'm wrong, I'll apologize to Sam, warranty-wise. Okay? Sammy's not going to apologize to you. <laughs> Just FYI. I need to price it appropriate, excuse me, appropriately. Well, not you. That's just the rules of the market. That's how it operates. So that means I've taken into account the work that he's doing in it. Now, I'm not going to price it at the market rate of just over if it needs nothing, do it. And then, yeah. It, and then it's up to the, it's up to the, up to the buyer to go and find it. So, so I, don't, I don't like that. Thank you. So I someone don't advertised, like which was, I've got to give him credit, a very nice 325 convertible. Now, I don't, I'm not into convertibles, but it was very nice. I mean, it was really nicely done. Think my one and probably a couple of times better than that one. Convertible, okay. red leather, everything immaculate. Needed a clutch doing, needed an injectors doing, and I think needed a, a I think needed an ABS sensor or something. Right. Now it's and, and, and this person had listed on there clutches two hundred quid, injector one eighty, so and so, whatever, yeah? Okay. He'd priced it at about he's priced it at four and a half. So I made a comment I saw I commented on there, I was in shock, I goes, look, honest ad, no problem, yeah, fine. But you've called out the part prices, but that no, doesn't but. really mean that doesn't mean anything. Yeah, anyone can just go and buy the parts. Clutch on this is about a thousand pound job, and it's not just if the clutch is gone. Chances are you may need to do the you may you may need to do the diff. Not always, but you could well do the diff. But regardless, it's about an eight hundred pound a thousand pound job to do the clutch on that. An injector 
you're saying it's refurb, but it's not really. And if it's not the injector, and if it's another injector, injectors are more than 100, 100 quid, 150 quid, yeah? And then you're chasing an ABS ABS fault, which people see, everyone seems to think, as soon as the ABS lock, or oh, BMW, it's just a sensor on the wheel. Could be the ABS module. Yeah, yeah, which is very expensive. So, you, and I said, look, you're asking for pretty much top dollar, which if the car was as, is, that's fine, you would do fault it. Fault free. Fault free, then fine. But just looking at it, you've got about, I'd say close to £2,000 worth of work on there. That's including parts and labour. Okay. Yeah. So, and I, but I, di- I didn't give, I didn't quote that price. I didn't quote what I thought it was initially. And I just said, look, you, you went, what are you willing to do? What do you want to reprice it or whatever? Mr. Big Man Sam, you warranty wise selling overpriced cat end cars that have to come down for a thousand pound. Oh, that's up to buyer to figure that out, the labor costs. I'm like, no, it's not up to the buyer to figure that out. He's the one selling the car. It's up to him to price it reasonably. You don't price it at retail and then say it's got all these faults and then I'll take offers on it based on on what it may cost to get it fixed. I'd expect the person to price it based on the car that you've got. Not just say these are how much the parts cost because you've still got to fit those parts. You've still got labour costs to include within that. Right. Okay. So that was the whole... <laughs> so what's your, what's your point? What's the point? Uh, so my point I, is I, when I, you're selling a car you price it according to what the condition of the car is you don't price it at retail and say oh but you need this you need this you need that because you, you, price, you priced it wrong and you don't say people to give me offers oh probably he's hoping for someone that doesn't know anything to yeah, say oh, okay yeah, mate yeah. Oh, oh actually yes that, that's what that, look that's what's Sorry, happening that is what he's hoping for someone that doesn't know about cars is just going to look at it and say oh it's only going to cost you £400 to get that sorted I'll give him four, I'll, I'll offer £400 less that's ex- that's exactly it, right? Okay, okay. So that that's what's happening. Then don't post it in a BMW group, then. No, no, no. You you gotta you gotta know your audience, right? If you're posting it into a forum where there are other mechanically minded car people who understand the market and the cost of doing stuff like you, then yeah, absolutely expect expect to get the kind of lash back, uh, fa- backlash that you they got. Yeah, yeah. If you're advertising that generally on eBay or Auto Trader or whatever, then I don't necessarily agree with your approach as a seller. I don't I don't think it's yeah, entirely no, but- honest. I would if I was if I was a but I guess it's difficult because it's I difficult because you know if you don't know yeah, about cars and you know you probably are sitting there thinking oh you know what's a nice car I, I would I would actually be insisting on I mean the first thing that goes through my mind and this is a bit of general advice to all listeners if you're looking at a car and the seller is saying oh it's going to cost three four hundred pounds to get all this fixed you've got to ask yourself the question if that is true why would the seller not spend not... the money to get it fixed and then advertise the car with the extra three or four hundred pounds because if you're sat there doing the maths and you're going if I spend the four hundred pounds the car's going to cost me four thousand nine hundred and if I have a look four thousand nine hundred doesn't get me a car this nice or puts it on par with everything else then why would the seller not do the same do you know what as a buyer first I've, I've, and, and I've said this to you as well where you've called me for advice and you're selling stuff on LSP yeah. I've always said to you if it is only going to cost you 80 quid to get it just done do it. Just, just get do it done it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just get it yeah. done so yeah. then there's nothing to actually mm-hmm. declare on the ad thing, yeah. Yeah. but the thing is as buyers do you know what this is, this is where buyers need to do themselves fit. as a buyer when you look at an ad as a private buyer not like you, you look at the ad and you should look at that car and you think am I willing to pay the asking price yeah, but the problem is most buyers look at it and think, oh, if I can get it for this much, I'll buy it. No, 
are you prepared to pay? If you're prepared to pay the asking price, then go down, then you can haggle and then you can do what? But for example, in this one, if I was prepared to pay the asking price, I'd say to the guy, listen, I'll give you asking price, get that stuff done then. Get it all done. It's only going to cost 400 quid. Yeah. And I ain't got time, can't bother to do it. But the amount of times you see people, oh yeah, mint car, yeah, just needs. No, the best one. <laughs> the best one, right? Oh, just needs an MOT. It'll fly through the MOT. I oh, just God. don't have time to do it. You don't have half an hour to go and drop off your car for an MOT and then pick it up at the end of the day. Yeah, you had half an hour to write an ad on Autotrader and pictures, ad, wash the car and do all that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So why not just get the MOT done? <laughs> oh, no, no, it'll fly. I guarantee it'll fly through. So I said to someone, so you're going to sign and um, say to me that you will yeah, guarantee MOT cover, that. Yeah. No, 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 but I know it'll pop. But if, if you're guaranteeing it, just sign it and say you're guaranteeing If it doesn't, then I've got yeah. someone to come back to you. Cool, I'll tell you what. I'll pay, oh, ask, I'll, I'll pay your asking price plus £49 or whatever an MOT yeah, cost. Get an get MOT, MOT done. And I'll come and buy it off you. Yeah. yeah. But then the problem with that is they could probably go get it somewhere done dodgy, which they could do anyway, but like, I just don't have time for an MOT. What do you mean? Nobody is that busy that they don't have time for an MOT. And to your point, but you have time to write out the ad and do all that shit. Exactly. Even Lord Sir Alan Sugar would have time to get his car MOT. Get his car MOT. Yeah. Okay, and he's like, have something to get he's, it done, the, but he's the busiest man in the universe. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, that's the word. Assuming he's still relevant. Is he still relevant? I don't know. No, not really. Is he apprentice he, he, still a thing? The apprentice is back on. Is it back? Is yeah, it still a thing? It's all right. Oh, actually, someone sent me a clip. I don't know if it's from the le- recent episode where um, one of the guys <laughs> in his intro to himself, he describes himself. I can't remember exactly what he said, but he used the word disgusting to describe himself. I think he said he was disgustingly good at everything oh. or something like that. Mate, none of these pricks learned from the previous group. It's just now... It's, it's an interesting choice done of... to make TV interesting. But it is an interesting choice of words to use to describe yourself in a professional corporate uh, environment. Disgusting. Whether oh. you're trying to use disgusting as a positive word or not, don't use it to describe yourself. Here's another... T- I'm, we're giving lots of consumer advice today. In a job interview, don't describe yourself as disgusting. Disgusting anything. Disgusting anything. Yeah. anything. Yeah. No, no, yeah. Choose another adjective. Yeah. Oh right. Anyway, there's um that's been quite eventful. The you sold the golf as well. I was expecting you to, oh, to let everybody may, know. Yes, the golf is gone. The golf is gone. Zero depreciation. In how many years? Two years? Three? Three three years, what, twenty five, thirty thousand miles probably in that time? Uh Probably 30,000 miles, I reckon. 30, 35,000 miles. Three years, 30,000 miles, and zero depreciation. Sold it for zero depreciation. This is a, it's a, the with market the, at the moment is a funny with, old place. With isn't the sat nav screen not working, with locking nuts missing from the wheels. Um, but the buyer was aware of all this, right? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Then no, you've no, done your job yeah, as a seller. Yeah, you haven't been in made him completely aware of everything. So, yeah, yeah. It's meant, and, this is the current market that we're in? Well, what makes it even more surprising is that it was a trader who bought it off me. Clearly. So I'm waiting to see that car come back up for 5795 or something. Yeah, and it probably will. Yeah, probably and it will, will probably yeah. sell. Yeah, yeah. Probably sell. To be fair, I, I, saw, I saw other examples of it where, where they were, it, was, it was up for more, but then it was a personal car. So I didn't want to get involved in the having to give warranties and stuff like that because it was my wife's car. So that's yeah. what I sold. Yeah, 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 I yeah. didn't sell it via Yeah, no, knowingly sell it to someone who knows what they're buying into. You did the right thing. Yeah, and exactly. you depreciation free motoring. So uh, yeah, that's exactly. good. Exactly. So yeah. yeah. Good. Excellent. I have a random one. So I was driving down the M40 the other day in the daylight. I mean, mm. it's at the moment we're February. This is January. It's not particularly bright out there. It's a little bit dull and grey. Mm. But in the middle lane and then driving past me was something that almost fucking blinded me in the middle of the day. Have you seen these um, box vans that have got, you know, like the, the vans you normally move house in? Yeah. The box vans. Yeah. On the sides and the back panel, they've got LCD screens. 
It's like a oh, fucking moving version really? of Trafalgar Square or whatever it is, Piccadilly Circus. On the, the sides of them, yeah? On the sides and on the back. Are they allowed to do that? Like, I don't know. It? it was incredibly distracting and really... Yeah, that's I get it for advertising purposes, but I tell you what baffled me the most yeah. about this one. Other than the fact that somehow this van was doing 90 miles per hour in the third lane, I didn't realise they could go to that kind of speed, but I guess white with van an man... With an LCD screen. With an LCD screen. Three LCD screens stuck to it, giant ones. Uh, but I guess, you know, white van man can drive at white van man speeds. Yeah. Um, not only was that surprising me, the other thing that was surprising was the thing that they chose to advertise covid what it was a, <laughs> go get covid <laughs> pretty much it was a covid passport service oh, yeah so you know get your get your covid test passes yeah. for traveling or whatever and i thought what first of all i'm in the wrong business if you can afford to go and buy one of these vans and then buy the world's biggest tv that can be seen from the moon and stick well, it to yeah, this thing and, and then drive it up and down the fucking motorway mm-hmm. as you're advertising Clearly, selling these COVID passport things is 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 not bad business. Yeah, yeah. But second of all, this it's just what I would I wouldn't expect. Would you, yeah, yeah, I was not expected to see that as the thing being advertised on this super bright, very very distracting van. Speaking of lights, I'm sorry, but these I think see it call it coast to coast, but these lights coast on both sides from um, across the front and the back. I'm, I hate them. Yes, yeah, well, it's Mark Eight Golf is, is the one that has it on the front. Are, they are so distracting. Yeah, very dangerous. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I don't know how the hell people signed off on these, but that is dangerous. Speaking of driving, so obviously here in the UK here we've got a new, uh, we've got an update or some variations to the highway code. We have, we? yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some <laughs> there's some and, changes and to the, guidance on cyclists uh, yeah, for cyclists. I don't know what they're saying about cyclists. One of them is you can't change a song on your phone. Right. What if I don't like the song I'm listening yeah, to? Yeah, you can't. No, but you can't have, tell me what to listen to. Have they not? I mean, you should be listening to Drivel, and these episodes are long and enough. But they last, to, yeah, and yeah, they last most journeys just go anyway. On to the next one, go on to the next one, and Netflix sort of play the next one. Yeah, but I'm sorry, have you seen the state of some of the interiors on these vehicles where you have touch screens and shit like that? They're so, so much worse than a phone. Thank you. So you can't play with your phone, but it's okay for you to look down at the thing to change to find out where the touch button is to change the heating or to change the radio. <laughs> and anything else who yeah. makes this shit up or, if, or in the case of if you drive a Ferrari to look down at the 4,000 buttons on your steering wheel to press the indicator button it's ridiculous <laughs> oh yeah 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 or well, as you're turning a corner <laughs> as you're turning yeah, yeah. around with you people, been, people struggle to drive on the you, you've been down some of these smart motorways people still sit in the second lane if, does it need to be smart for people to not use lane keep left and less overtaking it was the name of it's, one of our episodes for yeah, a yeah. fucking reason <laughs> Actually, speaking of which, have you seen? I, I caught it briefly. I didn't take it. If you apparently, talk into your microphone, it'll be able to hear sorry, you a bit better. Apparently, the police in Germany are investigating or looking for the person who was driving a Bugatti something Chiron Super Sport, whatever it is, at 249 miles an hour on the Autobahn. There's not going to be many of those. They have to look very but hard. Not many, but why? There's no speed limit on the Autobahn. Maybe just to give him a gold star. Or maybe to do that. Yeah, I need to look into. I need to look into find out. Yeah, if he's on the autobahn, is, you can do whatever you like. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, you can say do it. You can drive at whatever speed you like. You can't drive dangerously or yeah, attack was, people or murder them. Earlier, maybe he had a body in the boot. Maybe oh, he was driving maybe, away maybe, from the scene of a crime. Maybe they're looking for. Maybe they're looking for the. Yeah. For the, for maybe the he's a suspect, and the driving is not the thing that that he's been incriminated for. Autobahn. Autobahn. B A H N. Yes. Are you good deciding to do your research for your story right now? Yeah, live. This is how we roll. That is how we roll. I'll tell you what else we uh, should be saying and how we should be rolling. 
Huh? You've got a confession to make. Huh? You've got a confession to make. What did, I say? did you say you've got a confession to make? No, 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 no. You did? You said no, I've got no. a confession to make. Police investigating Bugatti Chiron owner for 259 mile an hour autobahn run. A man is facing jail after driving a Chiron at 259 on the autobahn. The law states anyone participating in traffic must behave in such a way that no other person is harmed, endangered, or obstructed. I can't see that would be obstructing anyone if I'm no, entirely honest. Yeah. But uh, there was a no rocket behind him. What the, what the, that, that makes no sense. They're just yeah, salty because yeah. their police um, car can't do 250 oh, miles okay. an hour. I do have a bit of a... What, what's your confession? A bit of a confession, but I don't know if I should do this live. I might leave a Well, you have no I other do. choice. You can't... No, I'll leave a gap so that if you want to edit it out, we can edit it out afterwards. There might be some uh, other shit I edit out, to oh, be fair, uh, but anyway. Um, uh, okay, so... Listen, you're the reason this happened, okay? This is your fault. Is now you the, never not got to do it. Is now the time to do the disclaimer? And where we tell everybody we're not professionals, we're not motoring journalists, we're not professional drivers, well, now, mechanics, engineers. Because you're this, about to confess to something which is slightly prove most. how much of a pro I am. Because the outcome is actually sick. I'm going to tell them the disclaimer anyway. I've learned half of it. I'm just going to finish it off by saying, therefore, listen to what we're saying and enjoy what we're saying, but don't follow any advice. And I now I want to hear your confession. That was the fastest disclaimer in the world, by the way, because I'm excited um, to hear your confession. We still have a car review to come, by the way, in this a episode. Bit, a bit of it was down to time and finding time to do it, but most of it was down to you. You planted this seed and you you made me do this. So this is your fault. What did I do? Okay, so... I'm always getting the blame for something. Remember, you know, a, a while back, ages ago, you were talking about, you know how we read in, in, in car magazines and how the reviews are all generic and stuff Absolutely. like that. Absolutely. Yeah. You could create a fake review, basically. I could give you a review of an Audi A6 2-litre TDI right now, having never driven one. I even sat in one my entire life. Right, thank you. So, look, so mine's a little bit different, okay. but similar, okay? So, <laughs> obviously, over the years, I've driven... Lots of cars. We've driven lots of cars. Mm. Over the years, you drive more than one model of a of a make of a car, and then over time, I wish I wish your familiarity with uh, speaking into microphones was as much as it is a driving car. I'm just gonna go solo, take this off, and walk around. Can I do? It's not. Oh, it's not wireless. Can you get me a wireless one? I said we need to get one that's stuck so to I your face. I need to practice my speaking, so like public speaking, so I can just walk around with it. Okay, we'll get right. you one that you can stick so, to your face. You know, not everyone's like stuck in the mud like you. Um, <laughs> and then Great game is, from my kiddie years, by the way, stuck in the mud. Then over time, you learn how certain car makers' cars behave, regardless Absolutely. of, regardless of Absolutely. Like, the, what model it is. Absolutely, you know, I agree. You know, they're going to understeer, oversteer. Hence, I'd be, you, yeah, hence, I'd be able to give you a review line. of an Audi A6. Thank you. Okay, so... Um, yeah, so obviously anticipation. Um, I had to do a car. I had to do a car review, a car test, car review. Okay, a couple of weeks ago, a little while ago. You know, I reviewed the um, RS6. I did. Yeah, I know you reviewed the RS6. The RS. You called it grey, even though it was purple. Yeah, yeah. You'll, you'll actually understand why now. Why I've done that? So you don't tell um, <laughs> so, You drove the RS3. No, 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 no. Okay, it wasn't no, that bad. No, no, you didn't drive the wrong no, no, car. No, 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 no I didn't okay. drive the wrong one. But at the time of giving you the road test, I hadn't driven it. <laughs> <laughs> but but here's the thing, though, yeah? So I thought, you know what? Shit, I ain't got time. Fuck, I'm recording now. I'm supposed to have driven it. He keeps texting me saying, have you driven it? Yeah, I said I was going to drive it. I was intending to drive it. Well, I didn't have time because the kids were there. Then the guy who was supposed to be lending to me was busy. Couldn't get time to do it. It was dark. Don't want to do it. I want to drive it during the day when the roads are empty and stuff. I was like, oh, shit. And then I thought, oh, you know what? He always wanted to see how good a fake test would be. So I thought, okay, let me do this. I've driven enough of them. I Not enough RS6s. I've driven enough Audis. 
driven a couple of uh, like S4s and stuff like that. So I know pretty much how and what to expect from this Audi when I do eventually drive it. So let's just go and do the podcast, give the news a review, <laughs> and then I'll drive it the next week. Oh, and then I'll see if there's any difference or how good I actually am knowing my cars. So I did the road. I didn't drive the car, gave you the road test. That's why I didn't get the colour right because I hadn't actually driven it. So I didn't see it. Couldn't remember what it was when he'd originally got it. And then I think the following Sunday, I did the road test. And were you right? Do you know what? And I'm not just saying it because it was me. Yeah, I was The only thing I missed from it was the head-up display. Which is an option, I think. That's the only thing. I yeah, yeah. but that's the only thing I didn't even... Maybe it comes to standard. Don't know. But in terms of the handling, in terms of the way it delivered its... Um, the power that it had, everything was spot on. So did it meet your expectations? Because after the review, the you sound? had very high expectations. When we, After we spoke about it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you gave oh, the car did, lots did, of did. praise. So was it, was it worthy of the praise that you gave it? Because the conclusion to the episode was... Oh, what is, if I was, it's a stupid car, but it's, you know what? It's also, and we discussed about whether I would buy one yeah, or not. Yeah, stuff, yeah. yeah. And, and to be fair, when I drove it, that's what I was thinking of. And I was like, shit, I'd love to buy one of these. I would love to buy one of so these. So I did when some I checking on. It, I, but I did some checking on values afterwards, by the way. And there's yeah. a big range in values. Now I know the one you drove was a, a newer car, lower miles, and therefore held quite had quite a lot of value. But the entry price into into them is surprisingly cheap, like forty k. So you could get one, an earlier one. It's the same car, same engine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it won't be the, because they do a Performance Plus version. It won't be one of those, but it'll be pretty much the same vehicle that you drove, yeah. older. I and don't know if that works. And the entry point is like 40 grand. So at 40 grand, it's compelling. But I tell you what, though, because it's got this, it's got obviously different modes now you can drive. When you, when you put it into the proper sports mode, that exhaust. Come, yeah, it's got a valve exhaust. It comes alive. Crazier than what I described originally. Oh, really? Okay. It, mate, the sound on that car is on. And you know what? It does stick. Like, I tell you what, no, no. I Audi think, Quattro is very good. This is my conclusion of that car, yeah? And is I don't think I've been in any other car where I could say this is dangerous. Okay. Genuinely, it is dangerous. I was on the A329. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you, something, you know where I'm saying, so when I come off and you get onto the motorway, and after not very long, I did not realise the speed I was doing. But the passenger had to point out and he had to, he was listen, well, he was a bit like, it yeah. was the, the speed I was doing on the, and you know what? I didn't know I was doing that speed. I could not feel, I, I, genuinely, I could not feel the speed that it was showing on the head-up display. In, at, at all. I, if you'd asked me, honestly, I thought I would have been doing about 60, 70. Max 80, I would have thought I was doing. Leptons, not miles per hour, because we're recording an episode of a podcast which is going to be broadcast and therefore you can't admit driving above the speed limit on a public road. No, no, I said, I would have thought I was doing that. Okay, fine. Yeah, we're fine. Was, we're fine. Yeah. He was actually doing about, what, 45, 50 miles an hour? Yeah, yeah, that's what I was doing, really. Yeah. We don't go above 69 miles per hour. We've established this. Of course, of course this. not. 65, that's the most economical speed. But that car is there. Now, I remember driving yours as well. Yours lets you know. It's a bit shouty. That you're going, yeah? This one, and I think that's testament to how well it's built, how well it mm. tracks, how good the chassis is, how quiet the tyres are. Solid and stable how, how enclosed the, the the inside is. And, not, and I actually, I was like, whoa, when I realised what I was doing, I was like, whoa. Do you know what? Right, this is my um, 
you said the word and I agree with you it's dangerous for that reason not because it's an unsafe car but because no, no, you, you have to recalibrate your entire senses to be able to understand what's happening oh yeah car, and if right? you're just if you're not and uh, that's another thing that motoring journalists say but actually that's true that whole you've got to recalibrate yourself when you drive a really fast car but you, you do, do listen if you're not I don't want to say accomplished driver yet and I don't want to say people just, just, just the regular enthusiast but You've got to have some kind of a driving ability in the sense of not being able to just get in a car and go A to B. Yeah? You've got to have a car like that. You've got, you've got to be able to like respect that. and feel the car. And not everyone can feel what a car is doing. Yeah? No, 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 of course. Especially when you've got, four, when you've got Quattro down there, it's gonna, when it lets you know it's too late. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Yeah, or if you don't realise <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it's agreed. too late. Agreed. So you've got to be, you've got to be able to know what a car is yeah. telling you. And like to your point, I know journalists say that all the time and stuff, but this is genuine. That car is dangerous. And this is my point. Um, this is my concern with um, electric cars, not the run-of-the-mill electric cars, but fast electric cars. And can't. the Tesla Model S Plaid has the same issues. I mean, it's got famously bad brakes, but there's been a lot where they've had accidents because why? The car accelerates so quickly, mm. but it's silent. It's like, so in a, in a petrol car, even in the... No, they don't even do that, right? That's artificial noise. And if you turn your stereo down, you've got oh, yeah, no yeah, noise. Yeah, yeah. In the RS6, at least the exhaust makes some kind of a noise. A petrol I engine car makes some noise, right? So it gives, yeah. like you said, the C63 lets you know that it's it's going quick. Electric cars don't unless you look at the speedo. Yeah. And given how fast they accelerate, you know, the Model S Plaid goes 0 to 60 in two seconds. Yeah, Is that in ludicrous mode? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But let's say you're not in ludicrous mode, you're in normal mode and you put your foot down. Within five seconds, you're, you could be well over well, the speed yeah, limit, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, and yeah. you could be on a road that doesn't actually allow you to even drive safely at the speed limit. Mm. So yeah, within five seconds, you're at a speed that is dangerous and you don't have no idea because no, yeah. all your life so far you've been driving, you're used to noise of an engine you're used to wind noise road noise tire noise yeah. telling you alongside the speedo how fast you're going yes. all of that yeah, goes yeah, yeah. out it's the gone. window gone. in a modern high performance um electric car that's very 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 well made and insulated yeah. well if if bmw can chuck out fake music through the speak fake exhaust noise through the speakers in, in their m cars why would you not give the electric car some sound? Well, they do, but the sound is not like the sound of a traditional engine because they're electric cars. They've, uh, you know, they give I, it I a traditional engine sound. They they, they, they give it they give it like weird electronic noises, like you but say. Even for the and, people outside, though, that's dangerous if you can't hear. Well, well, so there there is a mandate that says when an electric vehicle is traveling below, I think twenty miles per hour, oh, i.e., in pedestrian areas, yeah. it has to emit a sound. Oh, okay. And okay. often they go for like weird electrical spaceship noises or because because it's cool, right? Yeah, yeah. But that's also the sounds that are played inside the car. They use weird electrical cool noises because electric oh, okay, car. Okay, okay, okay. But we're not used to that. As drivers, that's new to us. So we have no idea if high-pitched means you're going faster or low-pitched means you're going faster. I'm sure there are mm. sound engineers who can come up with sounds that your brain will automatically um, you know, link to going faster and, and whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's still not what we're used to as, as normal people, which is... I know the sound a car makes, my car makes when it gets to certain speeds. And I know if I'm traveling at the speed limit or close to or near or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And so I think we're going to face into that whole recalibration yeah, thing yeah. even harder, harder than as it, electric yeah. cars become more, more prevalent more. and yeah. high performance electric cars yeah, yeah. become more prevalent. Actually, there are two points I need to correct myself on actually on the Audi from the review. I just remember now because <laughs> I remember I said the interior wasn't light. I wasn't too impressed. In it. It, you know what? 
is actually a nice interior. How do you make nice interiors? It is a very nice Even interior. Even if you were sat it in a normal A6 yeah, yeah. of the same generation, yeah. I think you would come away saying, actually, it's nice. It, it is a nice interior. And you know what? Seats, I said I was never a fan of them. And it's actually a comfortable place. And I did actually think, and I thought of the C63. And it wasn't a case of, I didn't think of, would I buy this? Because I think that's probably something, if I don't have the ability to buy that, it's a hard question to answer. Mm-hmm. But I'd looked at a comparison between this and the C63, and I would take the RS6. I would too. I think it's a more com- I think it's a more complete car. But the other thing is that RS6 launched in 2013, I think 2014. The C63 launched in 2008, so it's a previous generation oh, yeah, of car okay, entirely, yeah, yeah. right? But- I don't know what's the, what's the equivalent for the, to the C63 that you've got then. I'll tell you what I have it seen would be, it'd, be, it'd be an E-Class it'd be E63 and then the E63 no no the Audi equivalent the Audi equivalent RS4 oh yes the RS4 isn't it yeah and, and the RS4 I guess is weird because they had the B7 which is yeah, a little bit the older yeah, yeah. then the B8 which is a bit newer so I'll tell you what I have seen someone selling and I'm trying to figure out if this is a standard car or not because I haven't seen another single one yet again an Audi A6 2002 all road mm-hmm. V6 2.7 twin turbo yeah it is it is it's a cool car rare car that's a great is engine. that a genuine car because mm. I can't see another one anywhere yeah it is Twin turbo V6 2.7 in so, an all road. Correct. So that engine. I mean, this guy has be- got the full RS6 interior, car interior. Nice. So, so uh, I believe to so that, whether it's the same engine or a variation of it, that's the engine that appears in one of the S4s, earlier generation S4, 2.7 twin turbo V6. So they did stick it in the all road. Absolutely, they did. Okay. I don't think they put it in many other models, if I'm entirely honest. But the problem with the all road is that air suspension. Is famously unreliable. Is this? Look. Yeah, no, I know, I know exactly which car you're talking about. Yeah, well, I can't find another two point seven. You won't. It's rare. So how there, bloody rare? There weren't many sold because oh, if you think geez. about the, the year that was sold, two thousand and three. How much demand do you think there would be for an A six that had the ability to go off road, but also had the ability to throw you down the road and do naught to sixty in five seconds? Because that was like what three hundred brake. Probably, probably a bit more. There was lots of tuning potential. Yeah, because apparently it's the same engine that they're using... The S4? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's genuine. Not many around. It'd be a cool car. I think it'd also be a money pit. <laughs> V6 by turbo. Yeah, I mean, the guy's done a shitload to this, but I'm just like, nah, you know, stay away from it. But I looked at it, I thought, what? Te- tempting as a stupid buy. <laughs> apparently the 402 mod on the suspension, which means the car sits lower than what it thinks it is to give the lowered view while still on the airbags. Oh, so it's got air suspension in the all-road? Yeah. Nah, stay away from that. Mate. Exactly. That's one of the no. things that go wrong with it. Anyway, I, did, I actually reviewed a car for this episode. But for, are you not impressed with how good my review was? I am. And I've been honest where I said that I, uh, I, things I, I got wrong. But I am. You, you're also still not talking into the microphone. But um, oh, I am. I am. Um, I think it does prove the point, though, doesn't it? That... half you actually really need to try half, something But half, to of, the, half of, of the reviews the motoring journalist reviews that you read first person writes it and then i think he sends out a copy to everyone and say yeah mate just reword this yeah it's and they're, they're not you know when i first discovered this when i bought a 2016 mercedes cla 220d not a very exciting car it was the shooting brake no, one that we had it wasn't an exciting car um it was okay i managed to use it for ikea runs and it did the job um and it worked when my daughter was young enough and we needed a pram and all that other stuff as well mm-hmm. but 
That car, so in 2016, they made a change to it, I think for emissions reasons or whatever, and they recalibrated the gearbox and the uh, accelerator feel. So the one that I test drove was a 2015 220 CDI, and the one that I bought was a 220D. Subtle difference in badging, and the salesperson reassured us. Pre or post? The, the shape was the same. No, no, the, the change, the emission change. The emission change was post-2016. Okay, okay. So right? yours was pre Mine, no. The one I test drove was pre Oh, okay. And the one I bought was post. Okay, okay. So the one they had as the demo car was the slightly so, older one. Yeah? yeah. The salesperson assured us that the only difference was the badging. Everything else was the same. And to look at, he's right, absolutely the same. Mm-hmm. It was the same interior, different color, but same interior, same exterior styling, same engine, same gearbox. But the difference was, as I said, this the programming. The, the programming, the calibration. So after driving it for a while, I realized, actually driving it instantly, I realized that it was it effectively required you to press the pedal a lot harder to get anything to happen. Okay. And it became very, very annoying very quickly. So I went online to try and find some reviews. All the reviews that I could find of the CLA220D, they had essentially copied the review from the CLA220CDI. Not one reviewer mentioned the fact that in its new yeah. guise, the accelerator pedal had turned into yeah. fucking marshmallow. And it didn't do anything really? for the first, you know, kind of 25% of it travel. Yeah. That's a big thing. Yeah. I, I To the point where I went back to Mercedes, this was a pretty much a brand new car. Yeah. It was like, it had 10 miles on it when I bought it. It was approved yeah. use with 10 miles on yeah. the clock. So for all intents and purposes, it's a brand new, new car. Yeah. I went back to them and said, I think there's a fault with my car. Yeah. They tech- checked it, drove it, whatever, and said, no, this is how they drive. These 2016 on models, this is how they drive. Mm-hmm. We've got another one if you'd like to test one. And I did, and it drove exactly the same. But that tells me motoring journalists putting out reviews, it's giving this car ratings, yeah. talking about this, that, and the other. Not one of them had fucking driven it. No, not one. Do you know what? If you the motorist, motorist reviews now are just are just pointless. I think you know YouTubers are good. YouTube, yeah, YouTube is the way YouTube. forward. Speaking of motoring shit, we missed. We, well, we got to talk about it for the sake of talking about it. But Top Gear and the Grand Tour. I've, do you know what? The specials. Have you seen them about, both? Yeah? Yes, I have. Ask the me a special, question. Top Gear special. Well, I say it was a special. It was the episode six, wasn't it? They kind of waited a little bit and then they aired it on Boxing Day or oh, something. Oh, the Christmas special. I don't think I see. What are they doing it? Remind me again. Uh, so, you know the episode where f- they, uh, Freddie bought a Land Rover, but he had COVID, so he couldn't so he travel. Couldn't yeah, yeah. So basically, he got to drive his Land Rover and the other two bought some other cars and they did a road trip. The reason I'm being so loose on the details, I can't remember it. It's the same with the Grand Tour. And do you know I feel why? The same about, no, I no, I can remember the Grand Tour. The French just, one, right? Yeah. The reason I can remember it, because I finished, I, I was halfway through and I was thinking, you three just need to give up <laughs> now. But the thing is, I went online to see the amount of people that, oh, it was so hilarious. Oh, this is the best one so far. Either they're just stalkers. No, I think these are just diehard Clocks and, and May and it Hammond fans. Tripe. Yeah. Absolute tripe and the fact that they're still trying to do things like launch a car over the ocean into france yeah it's the same old stuff really i've said this to you there was before nothing in that episode at all and top top gear was no better no. i can't remember much of it but both of them left no the best grand moment. tour they did the best one was seaman that was they were in good. the boats yeah that was pretty good then when they were dropped somewhere and they had to put that car together themselves and drive it out somewhere was that a Grand Tour episode? Yeah, where they were dropped in the desert somewhere and had to make the build the car themselves and then drive it out. I don't know. Madagascar one was all right. But in terms of the actual shows before that, you know what they didn't? 
absolute. I mean, like I said, I think I said at the time they do shit like celebrity deadhead or something. Celebrity, oh, I don't know. Where celebrity would turn up and they're, oh, that's it. He's, he's, crocodiles know. ate him. What is that one? Oh about? yeah, oh yes, I said this is stupid. Celebrity something and Top Gear. Yeah, it was just like so. Take, Evil Knievel's son was a bit. No, that was no, a good episode. Yeah, that was an awesome. Episode. Yeah, uh, but here, here you go. Here's some advice. And I said this to you before and, and last year. Go and look for Car Trek on YouTube. Oh, haven't yet. Yeah. yeah. So that is what I would call the um, uh, kind of up-to-date equivalent of Top Gear's road trips in its heyday. There are now five seasons of Car Trek, about three, four episodes mm. on each one. It's genuinely good. I I tell you what I did stumble upon once. Good. Your mate from Fifth Gear with the funny sideburns. Johnny Smith. Skinny one. Yeah, Johnny Smith, Carpo. Yeah, he was going, I don't know what he was doing. He was going somewhere and they were, they were, he was in the UK and they were going to find places where cars had been abandoned. Yeah, he still does that, but I don't know what but he calls it. Yeah, there was literally like out in the field. Cars, like, I wouldn't expect, I would expect that in America, like every time you turn a corner, there's, there's, there's something there. But this is in the UK and literally just stacks of cars abandoned. He found some more recently. He found an old Porsche something or other. Did he? Yeah. yeah. The, the guy who was doing it said, look, yeah, we can go and then we go. We, take, we never, we never like touch them or we never do anything, but we take photos and stuff like that. And yeah, it's pretty cool. There. That's, I, I wouldn't expect to, I wouldn't expect to have that much. Yeah. In, in yeah. I think, I think recently though, they actually did an excavation on these few cars. So they got permission from the landowners to be able to get them out. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, cool. I think, I think that's what we need to do. We still got to find that one that's parked up where you used to live. No, we, we've got to go back to Woking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go back I to Woking and find there. that old. That was um, a charger, wasn't it? Or a I think so, thing. something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. Do, do you ever watch? And also, do you watch the Forensic Detailer? No, you've had so to so speak. Oh, okay. I need so speaking of reviews. There are some good ones out there, but then there are some that can just go too far the other way, too nerdy. I mean, you might like this guy as well. I mean, he's good. But you know what? He spends too much time measuring out the amount of product and well, taking, I mean, like, the clues in the name is called the forensic yeah, detailing yeah, yeah. channel. So I need to find. I, I just need to find like a. Just watch Car Trek. There's enough there to keep you going for a little while. Oh, okay. I okay. definitely watch Car Trek. Anyway, well, can I get done. to the car review? No, we're not done. I had a car man, review. Man, we're bang out of time. You still can't do a car review. You got to save some shit for next week, can you? We'll have stuff for next next week. Don't you worry about well, that. Then, hurry up. The review's not going to be that long, right? So I the car that I drove. The car that I drove, we did say this before that we've got a JLR product coming in. It is a JLR product. The first JLR product we've had on the show, other than your well, famous no, Range Rover. You. Yes, thank you. Other than your famous yes. Range Rover. So, if I said to you, in the year 2000, Jaguar, what do you think of? What comes to mind? The, um... Just the, what kind the of... The the two-door, the... What kind of stuff comes to mind? Jaguar in the year 2000? Yeah, in the year 2000. Yeah, yeah, the the... The coupe XJ. No, no, no. F type. What? F type. In the year 2000, 22 years ago. Oh, fuck off. You obviously remember 30, 22 just, years ago. What the fuck? Your intro, you're, you're ruining the intro to my okay, sorry, sorry, okay. I, I, know what you mean. I think I know what you mean. Traditional what Jaguar, think, yeah. what comes Pompous, to mind? Pompous, stuck up, up each other's asses, aristocratic toffs that know jack about jack, but I've got a Jaguar. That's about it. Oh, actually, and the XKR. Now that was a stuff. <laughs> right. The, 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 the answer I was hoping for was a little less insulting than that, but it was essentially luxury saloon cars, leather, cigars, maybe some sports cars thrown in for good measure. But that's what I've just said about the toffs and the pompous people. That I know, but there's ways, there's ways and means. Anyway. Yeah, but so yours is fake. Mine, I'm telling you how it is. But it, it, do you know what? Though, actually, sorry. <laughs> you know when you mentioned Jaguar? I, you Jaguar, luxury doesn't actually pop into my head. Okay. I don't know why. But I don't, I just, but I mean, you think, yeah, Jaguar, okay. yeah, man, nice car brand. But 
I don't think luxury All for right. some reason. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Actually, all sovereigns. Sovereigns were nice. Fuck me, they were nice. Yeah, okay. So that's the kind of thing that pops into your head. Now, if I go fast forward to the present year, 2022, that's you're capable of doing that yes, right now. Yes, yes, yes. When I say Jaguar, what, what do you think of now? F-Type. Sports car, uh, like modern, redesigned, but still... For those jumped up, pompous, up each other asses, toffs, kid, younger kids. So does because they try to get modern. They tr- actually no, no. They've got modern. They didn't try appeal. They didn't try and appeal to a younger market. They tried to appeal to the. They tried to appeal to the kids, to the pompous kids, of the pompous people they were selling to before. So, but the, the F pace wasn't. I mean, it sounds crazy. F type. F type. Interestingly, I mean, you said the name of the car. You didn't mention SUVs at all. Look at Jaguar's brand now. It is just all SUVs and an F-Type. Yeah, because it are. Yeah, yeah, but I would would have mentioned SUV anyway in any car. No, but that's my point, right? Unless you said Land Rover. Jaguar has gone from saloons and coupes and luxury GT cars, long-distance cruisers, wafty stuff with power. There was a time they never did estates, you know that? Yeah, I know, exactly. They actually refused to do them. Exactly. And they refused to do diesels. Exactly, right? Mm. So that's why they went from to now, the car I drove... has become a whore now. A diesel estate SUV. So they're just a whore of the motoring world. And why are they a whore? So the car I drove, the Jaguar F-Pace, was the very first one. Is that one. The, big, the, big, the main The, the main first SUV. one, the first SUV they did. And so they do an F-Pace... They do an F pace, they do an E pace, they do an I pace. The E pace is small one, they do an I pace, which is the electric one. Mm. But I don't understand why it's called pace. But that's the car that's changed the face and the image and the brand of Jaguar. No, 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 it hasn't. No. What changed it before that? That was the first SUV. No, but that hasn't changed the brand. No, no, no. What changed their brand was the first thing they bought out after the other shit they did when they first. What did they bring? I think it was the X. No, the F. X type. The Mondeo. No, no, no. So obviously they had those before, the twin headlights and all that. Then the first one, the X, is it the XF? No, Yeah, there is an XF. What are you talking about? Yeah, that's the first, that's the car that came that changed their brand completely from from what it was. Why? Because of the design of the car? Yeah. But it was still a saloon car. It was still a big saloon luxury car oh yeah yeah but I mean this F8 doesn't really it hasn't changed them they've just ventured out into that market haven't they I don't think it's I don't think it's changed them no. Jesus Christ give me something will ya just agree with well, me you ain't Seth. got anything I am right what I'm fundamentally saying is that a brand that they as you say refused to do diesels refused yep. to do estate yep. cars yep. has now almost exclusively gone to making SUVs but it's not exclusive what outside of the F-Type it's been six weeks. So I'll be a cunt for the sake of being a cunt. Outside but of the F-Type, what oh, do they make that's not, not an SUV? What? Okay, F-Type. X-E. X. X-J. X. Well, hang on, sorry. What's an X? Oh, the XF. So, oh, bloody hell. You know what I mean. Okay, F-Pace. Yeah. X-E. F-Type. XF. F-Type. X-E. Yes. Oh, for fuck's sake. XF, F-Type. XF is not available new anymore. They've stopped making the XF. Oh, so the XE instead of the, the XF then? The XE is the smaller one. That's I think that's still available new. No, you can do the XE new. Yeah, you yeah. X, yeah. And they've stopped the XF. There's new, no seriously. XF new. They have not stopped the XJ. Yes, they have. What? They're big, massive arsenal. They've stopped the XJ. There's no XJ. No way. When's the last time you saw a new XJ? That's what Bojo drives around in. How could they stop that? That's, That's the staple old. of the British Parliament. Ta-da! That's my point exactly. 
Oh, UK don't chat shit. I'm going to check what's on there. You, you check because right. I don't, in the UK, they don't. And they might sell it in China or whatever because there's a market. Oh, yeah, for, China, they've got to sell things that are 20 times bigger than the size <laughs> of the people. You have yeah, to exactly. Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. So that's where the market exists for it. So, anyway, F Pace was the first SUV they did. I mean, and well, your cousins in, are buying up the XJ. In now. my opinion, was the car that changed the Jaguar brand. Did you know it's the fastest selling Jaguar ever? The F Pace. So to put that into some kind of context really? for you, in 2017, which was its first, so it was launched in 2016, 2017 was the first full year of sales. Jaguar globally sold 76,500 F-Paces versus, oh, versus, yeah. versus a total of 102,000 for all of the other models combined. So the, the F-Pace, 76,000 versus 102,000 of all the other models combined. Twat, of course you can get the XF. There's no way they dropped the SF. That's the equivalent Mondeo for the Toff and the Pompous Prick. Of course they got the XF. <laughs> Toff and the Pompous Prick. They got the XC, they got the XF, the F-Type. Okay, I think... Oh, no, no XJ though, right? No way. Mm. So there's two saloon cars. The two saloons, there's a, there's a coupe, sporty coupe, and that's your lot. You stunned into silence. This is modern Jaguar. How many SUVs can you see there? Three? Four? More SUVs than, than like, luxury cars. What? Tom, get onto Jaguar. <laughs> Don't need to get onto Jaguar, Tom. Anyway, yeah, back to my review. Do. Back to my review, right? So, I can see why they did it. The world asked for 4x4s, crossovers, SUVs. Jaguar delivered. And if they hadn't, I'd dread to think what kind of position they'd be in now, if I'm entirely honest. Because as I said, the first year, just in the first year of sales... The F Pace did phenomenally well. Um, I'm even so bold as to say maybe this was the car that helped save Jaguar. You know, it had big shoes to fill and it filled them. Although, here's my observation: Have you noticed there's not that many on the road still? Really not. Is that like to the point where the Jaguar is the British equivalent of your BMW, your Audi, your Mercedes? You know, your typical luxury brands that people go after so this car has got like the x3 in its sights it's got the audi q5 uh, mercedes glc they're the cars it's going after you see way more of those than you see f paces on the road so even then even though it was the car that sold brilliantly is the best fastest selling jaguar ever it still paled into insignificance against its comp- competition so as i said could you imagine if jaguar never went down this road of making suvs they'd be fucked Entirely fucked. Oh fuck! Def- oh, that's. I'm sorry, but that's disappointing. That I'm actually, I'm actually, I'm actually sad, saddened by that. Get over it. We need to carry on. No, <laughs> no, nah, nah, you don't. The, the, you don't. The XJ. Oh, it's a state. I agree with you. It's a that staple. was their staple. That was their staple vehicle. I, w- I wonder if you can get it in foreign markets. And what now? Just to please fucking. It's what people buy. Bleach dyed fucking no toffs. But wives to fucking drop th- the kids off and get their nails done but, this is, no. but this is my point so they were actually going to go sorry I'm just looking they were actually going to go all electric with the XJ and they cancelled it at the last minute right but this is my point though you the, the clientele you've just described they don't buy F-paces like my point how many do you see on the road not a lot not a lot not a lot right seen a couple but not a lot seen right. a couple but not a lot so they've sold them but I don't know who they sold them to because you don't see many on the road look your cousin's in China well, I don't in 2017. I don't know what the Chinese economy was like. Were they still buying up stuff? 
luxury goods Chinese SUVs. economy is always it doesn't take it forget what Bojo tells you their I economy don't, is solid well Bojo didn't tell me no, in the, I'm generalising when I say you I don't when you talk about news I don't I, I'm actually dis- I, that's sad actually that's sad that the, the XJ is no longer so uh, can we get over your emotional no that's a that's a big now. thing mate to you you wanted me to hurry up with this review thing. and you're spending yeah, well, five minutes gonna, I didn't know you were going to drop that fucking bombshell yeah, you're spending five minutes staring at your screen like someone shot your dog he's genuinely disappointed and can I get on with my review yeah, are you going to listen to it when I get on with it or are you just going to carry on reading articles about a car that you can no longer buy that you wouldn't have bought either but this is the point you wouldn't have bought one anyway right would you have ever yes I would have yeah would you? oh yes mate would Jags, you ever consider yes. buying an XJ yes you would. 100% 100% <laughs> I would have considered buying if I, I would buy an XJ without a shadow of a doubt you could probably get one they're probably those cars that have depreciated so much and you can pick them up god knows how much but there won't be many for sale I loved the one before that the Sovereign XJ man that will probably be more expensive than the most recent yeah. one. Yeah. For some reason, they were just, they were, they, yeah. Oh, the XJ, man. Right. So, anyway, we've made you slightly happy again because you've realised you can buy a used one. Can we use, it was a nice looking car though, the XJ. Yeah, it was. It was, it looked, it had the right, from the front and the back, he had it just it right. Was, it was the image, it was the Jaguar image. It was the poster of Jaguar. Yeah. And now the poster of Jaguar is some kind of generic 4x4. This is my point. Tom, we've got to start a campaign now to get... Stop telling Tom to do things. <laughs> He's not going to do them. He works right. for me. He's going to do them. Anyway, so back to the F-Pace and the review of the F-Pace. So... Mate, you know the value of those is going to go up. Well, can you... Are you still having your own conversation? Yeah, you carry on. I'll talk to myself. No, don't do that. This podcast doesn't work if only one of us is talking to a microphone. Otherwise, I just record these at home. Okay, go on. <laughs> so... The car's recently been updated in 2020, mainly the interior. Oh, really and care, that's the thing, in my opinion, that's the thing that's needed. Wait, sorry, the update? The update was the interior update. Now, this is my observation of Jaguar. Yeah, I guess they're... they're, they're do you know what? I, I, I have a go at Audi and, and VW, but Jaguar's interiors are a bit... Look, this is... You know this face you're making and this kind of confused, how do I describe it? I was asked while, whilst I was testing this They like this wood, car, don't they? Whilst I was test driving this car, somebody asked me, they said, so what do you think of the F-Pace? And I genuinely made that face because it's well built, right? There's no creaks, there's no rattles, mm-hmm. but the materials were cheap. So I don't know how Jaguar do it. It's like they go scrape the bottom of the barrel for the, real wood, was it? for the leather and the wood and the plastic that they use. Well, now they but, take the leftovers from uh, Land, Land Rover, Rover. don't they? But, yeah. but Land Rover's materials are Nice. They use good quality leather. Yeah, they use the offcuts to put together it, everything for the fucking. It's, it's almost like it's the opposites, right? Land Rover go and get the best materials, but then use the, the shittiest people and the crappiest <laughs> machines to stitch it all together. Whereas Jaguar take the crappiest materials but put it together really, really well. You know, this car, this I drove a 2019 model with 40,000 miles on it. Not a creak. Not a rattle. Nothing broken, everything was working, just the materials were a bit cheap. And this is one thing I noticed, right, which I think tells me everything about the quality of the materials. Have you ever noticed in Jaguars how the leather is always shiny? You know what I mean? I haven't haven't sat in that many Jaguars, but I know what you mean. You know what you mean? You know when you you see a a, a Jaguar even advertised for sale? You mean on the seats, yeah? On the seats, the Mm. seats are always shiny. It was the same with this one. Now, for those listening, um, shiny leather is, is a sign of dirty leather, 
and leather that's not great quality, oh, yeah, which is yeah. also why, you know, Mercedes have the fake leather, the Artico leather or whatever. That goes shiny very, very quickly because it's fake leather. It's cheap. It's not real. And Jaguar's leather interiors, well, m- recently at least, have this cheap feeling to them. So that was the thing for me. I didn't like it. The, the design language inside was just a bit, well, I don't think it had one. Every inside of every BMW is the same. Yeah. Right. I'm not sure what kind of design language BMW have. I'd say it's a little bit minimalistic, but it's also pretty fucking boring. The Jaguar mm. manages to be boring without having an identity, <laughs> which is even worse. <laughs> it's just like I'm sat in it and I'm like, yes, I'm in a car now. I re- I recognize I'm, I'm in a car not. because it has a steering wheel, wheel and it has pedals and it has car-like things. But what Jaguar has done in typical Jaguar fashion is it's tried to do something to make it stand out. And the one thing they did in this to make the interior stand out, other than give it some blue lights, is it's got a gear selector that rises out of the center. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) So they've gone, we're going to design a car. It's very definitely a car. The inside of this thing is car. That's for sure. How do we make it look like it's fancier than other car? I know. Let's make the gear selector rise Rise up up silently. And that's that's what the new LRs have got as well. Yeah. Well, do you know what? Apparently, I was just while while you were rabbiting on, I was reading. I was I saw I saw uh, half paying attention. <laughs> yeah, I saw an article that says Jaguar's new, Jaguar new boss explains why the XJ had to die. First of all, can I just say, Chris Akula, the person who wrote it, you're fucking useless. <laughs> uh, that is that is lazy, boring, pointless journalism because nowhere in this article does he explain why why the xj had to die so, I was so he didn't actually answer the question no the didn't answer the question but apparently well i didn't apparently jaguar uh, jaguar while lr were doing well jaguar was was struggling though yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but i i, I didn't i didn't think they'd be struggling i mean the one the only sort of indication he gives here is the the, the boss thierry below before he came jaguar were trying to have an identity or whatever and they they had seen themselves as a competitor to bmws and we're trying to compete with them and, yes. and aligned it to them and he's of he seems to be of the position why are we trying to build products similar to other people we should build our own thing okay fine i, I love your philosophy but that doesn't explain doing an suv bmw's been doing suvs for so, so so why get rid of the model that was that your brand was famous that, that your brand was famous for right yeah why would you get rid of that because because the xj was always the car that shitted all over the 7 series in yeah. terms of its if you were to go what's the more prestigious vehicle yeah, yeah an xj yeah. or a 7 that, series that, yeah, people yeah, go prestig- xj yeah, for yeah, sure yeah yeah, yeah. Um, but um one other thing that was surprising i don't know if, you know um car manufacturers and model names mm-hmm. they actually have to they're patented so after a while they lose that so they have to re repatent it, re yeah. re like to keep hold of it. Okay. Otherwise, you lose it, which I, I didn't realize. Well, I didn't know that. But then I suppose it's just like anything; it's like any other brand, isn't it? It's a model for it. So, so in theory, Jaguar, if 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 BMW forgot to rename or repatent the X5 or the X6, Jaguar could launch a X6 and take that name. Potentially, I guess so. Yeah, that's weird. I didn't think that applied in the car business. Nice random fact. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Back to the F pace then. What's it like to oh, drive? You finished. Oh, no. You st- oh my god! You still got to tell us how it drives. Well, because you keep interrupting my me. My missus is going to start phoning in a minute. Great. 
That's nice. You can tell her that the reason why we're so delayed is because Get on you with the still should tell us. I am if you would let me and What's... paid attention. Me getting on with the review doesn't mean you go off on your phone and stop listening. This is a two-way podcast. Two yeah, hosts. I've co-host. done my way. I've done my <laughs> way. Now you can come back the other way. Come on. So what's it like to drive? Right. Well, I don't know. I haven't driven it. I'm at... I'm about to tell you how it works like to drive. Oh, okay. Actually, and the answer to this is surprisingly good. It outdrives an Audi Q5 and it outdrives the Mercedes GLC as well. Have you driven either of those? Yes, I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How, the, what, the Audi, how is that? It, to me, it just looks like it'd be horrible to drive. I don't know why you would buy one. The Audi Q5 drives, this is going back to your point around, you could write an article. It drives how you expect it to drive. It's shit. Understeery, the steering is numb and lacks feel. Mm-hmm. The ride is a little bit stiff but compliant enough, but the interior is a lovely place to be. It's very Audi. Okay. Right. The GLC drives how you would expect the GLC to drive. The steering wheel is very light and Mercedes, but it has a bit more feel than the Audi. Uh, the suspension is nice and compliant and soft, but show it a corner and it's a little bit really? wobbly. Oh. That's the GLC. The only one that I haven't driven is the X3. But again, on the theme of I can write a review for a car without having driven it, I can pretty much guarantee I know how the X3 will drive. And the X3 would be the one of those three that has the most sporting intent. It's probably set up the stiffest. It probably has the most car-like handling. But this F-Pace, I'm willing to say, has probably the best compromise out of all of them because it has that car-like feel to it, uncannily car-like feel mm-hmm. by the way it was pretty spooky handled well uh, felt dynamic which sounds like a really strange thing to say about mm-hmm. a diesel suv but it felt dynamic but at the same time it had the jaguar ride quality it was a little bit stiffer than i would have liked okay a little bit but yeah. not to a point where it was uncomfortable and because it was screwed together so well and there was no rattles even when it did shake you a little bit it's not like shit rattled around and yeah, ruined the experience yeah. you still felt like you were in a nice in. solid box oh, okay, okay. so actually Dynamically, I was very, very impressed. I don't expect it to be an MX-5. Don't expect it to be a 911. For what it is, it's very, very good. Also, as I said, it's quite comfortable. Where this thing excels, the Mm -hmm. amount of space is mind-blowing. It's a big car. Is it internally? Internally, yeah. Because it's a big car, but it's not X5 rivaling. It's meant to be smaller than the X5, and it is a bit smaller than the X5. But the boot's huge. We could live in it. Really? For a while comfortably i'm not big i know this yeah. and in my driving position in most normal cars like in a golf whatever i can sit beside behind myself but the seat is still pretty close to me it's like in front of me i've got legs leg room but i, I you know if i really stretch myself out my legs will touch the back of the seat in front in my driving position the f pace yeah. nah forget about it don't really so much space so much leg room i took my daughter out in it as well she loved it. It's great for kids because like, similar to your to your uh, Range Rover, I'd imagine, yeah. high up, it's easy for them to get into their oh, car yeah, seats. They can loves, see yeah, it. They love all that stuff. Being able to see it. Yeah. So, yeah. this actually, right, if you're after a family car and it has to be an SUV, this would be the thing that you'd go for, 100%. And therefore, I don't understand why there aren't many of many more of them on the road. Really? The one I drove was probably the one that's going to be the most common spec. I think it is the most common spec. The two-liter diesel with all-wheel drive. No, it's the R-type spec or whatever. So it comes with like... The R-type spec without the R engine. Exactly, yeah. So it comes with the nicer wheels. It comes with a little bit of a body kit. It has all the extras, electric folding mirrors and seats and blah, 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 all that stuff, right? So kitted out looks better than the more basic ones. 
but it has the two liter diesel, turbo diesel engine. It has four wheel drive. It was like 184 horsepower or something. I want to know 240 horsepower. Sorry, this one had. It drove like it went fine. Away from the lights, it was surprising. It was very sprightly. Mm. It did that thing that performance cars do, where it squats and goes, which is quite, oh. which is quite cool. I quite so I quite enjoyed it. It felt a lot quicker mm. than it was though, but that's because it's got 500 newton meters of torque. That's a lot. So on the move, that's what you need. I was mm. like, I, I genuinely thought, why would you buy anything else? And the only conclusion I can draw as to why you'd buy anything else is because of the badge, the badge snobbery. It's weird, isn't it? That in yeah. in Britain, where Jaguar is the domestic luxury car brand, we see Jaguars as less luxurious, less prestige, and less be- less special than the Germans. Yeah, it's crazy. It's, it's yeah. crazy, yeah. isn't it? And to be fair, Jaguar never really had any reliability issues. I don't think. Uh, no, well, I was going to get to that. Previously, they didn't. Not in the Pre- previous oh, previously, though. they didn't. No, yeah. no, no. Pre- before they made this change, before 2010, whatever, you, they weren't really known for being unreliable. No, no, you're right. They weren't. Not at it's all. It's only when they decided to become modern that they started having it's issues. When they decided but, to throw electrics into everything, like yeah, every manufacturer but did. But I, I don't know if that was them being dragged down by LR, to be fair. but Maybe. All I do know is the F-Pace didn't get away from that scot-free. Mm. On the whole, by the way, from everything mm. I've read, it's not a bad car. Mm. It's it's actually fairly reliable. The mm. amount of issues reported on the internet for how many have sold not that many at all although the car i had did arrive with a tire pressure warning light on which (laughs) you think was nothing tire pressure warning i then went and got the tire pressures checked and they were absolutely bang on to where they need Mm. to be so i contacted the owner who kindly lent me the car and he said oh it does that sometimes (laughs) just reset it and drive and it'll be fine so this particular Mm. car and i can't say if it's this one or if it's plagued some of the others Mm. it did have a little bit of an electrical gremlin in typical jlr fashion Mm. so maybe reliability aside but we know that people don't necessarily buy cars based on their reliability because because german cars aren't reliable that's a myth too yeah no, no they're not they're not they're not they're not any more reliable so the I most re- reliable cars out there are actually american cars because they're a bit simple silly. basic yeah simple yeah that's it and the koreans the koreans are doing very well and that's why they back their themselves oh, yeah, with seven yeah, yeah. ten year warranties mm. um so yeah that you know my conclusion is really there should be more of them on the road than there are because it's a genuinely good car if you're one you of these why though because of the badge, nothing else. No. Why? No, they do shit finance deals. Ah, yes, that's true. Shit. But how do you do? Shit almost f- as bad as Mercedes. But Audi and like exactly, Audi and Mercedes do shit finance deals. But there's more of those on the road than Jaguar. So I get it against BMW because BMW finance deals are brilliant, untouchable, untouchable, right? But why are there still way more Mercedes and Audis than there are Jags? The pricing is the same. Like I had to look used prices. 2016 model you're looking at 20k for a high mileage one mm. rising to like 70 grand for a new one or 100k if you want 70 grand for a new one yeah but that's 70 grand you can buy an rs6 for that yeah you can but that's fuck off that's how much suvs are no one pays 70 grand no for no it. i know but it's 70 well it's 100 grand if you want the v8 svr model piss off yeah but look, no one yeah then i would buy it then i'd buy an rs6 yeah no one goes and buys those. My point. No, no, of course. I know. My, I'm, just, my, I'm just talking about the pricing that they're trying to price. Yeah, it, it's it's, it's equivalent to the BMW Audis and stuff like that. They're all they're all there or thereabouts, yeah, right? Yeah. And in the used car market, where this is relevant, because the car I was driving was a couple of years old, yeah. um, you're looking at spending kind of thirty to thirty-five grand. So that's in the current market, which is a bit stupid, if I'm entirely honest. Mm. 
So if you're a two-year-old car, 20, 30,000 miles, you're looking at mid-30s, but that's the price you'd be spending on an X3 or a Q5 or a GLC mm. anyway. You wouldn't so, want any of those. So the pricing is the same, yet people do go and buy them. It, it baffled me a little bit. After driving, before driving it, I would have made the assumption that it's a bit boring and just generic. But actually it wasn't, it was good. Well, again, the thing is though, and aside from it's the, still Jaguar though. And that, I, is a, that is a top brand. It is. Aside from the interior, which as I say, they've now sorted yeah. the newer generation car, yeah. the interior is like gorgeous. Yeah. Really, really, really good. Um, aside from the interior, which I think a lot of people are willing to overlook anyway, because mm. they buy Mercedes with fake leather in all day long mm-hmm. and not realise. I don't know why people don't buy them. People don't buy them. So there you go. That was my short but long review of the Jaguar F-Pace. Recommend. We recommend. If you're after something like that, I'll oh, check yeah, one yeah. out. Oh, yeah, yeah. Check one out. Buy it. No, actually, no. Stay away from Jaguar now in protest until they bring the XJ back. That's never going to happen. Oh, not in the UK. I te- listen, you should move to enough, China. Obviously, this is never going to happen, but if enough people... You'd be a giant out there. If enough people stopped buying them... be like, oh, it, Godzilla! <laughs> if Sorry enough people joke. stopped buying them and said, listen, not until you bring the XJ back, they'd bring the XJ back overnight. I would not. Enough people don't buy them anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> no, but they are, they are the, I mean, that is gorgeous, that is. What are you looking at? What, the, the XJ? XJ? We know what you're going to spend the next week doing on Auto Trader, looking for used XJs. They'll yep. be cheaper than you think, no, even in the current actually, climate. I've already had a look. Oh, are they? Yeah. They are, right. they that's a car that'll hold its, it'll hold its value. I mean, that, that was a, that's a nice car. Um, but yeah, it's a shame. It's a shame that... Um, shame that it's like Mercedes discontinuing the S-Class. Yeah, it's a staple. Why would they? They'd never. Well, you'd think they'd never. They, of course they wouldn't. But then I suppose Mercedes, Who knows? Mercedes are probably a bigger... In terms of Mercedes, afford to keep it running. Correct. Mercedes can afford the R&D associated with well, the actually, model. Well, actually, LR now, Jaguar Land Rover, they're, on, they're, on, they're owned by Tata, isn't it? Yeah, but at the same time, it's they're running it as a business, right? They want that division mm-hmm. to be profitable in its own right. Actually, I heard recently from an inside source that Jaguar Land Rover are looking to rebrand themselves as a technology company rather than an automotive company. That doesn't mean they're going to stop making cars, by the way. I think what they're getting at here, so this wasn't from an official spokesperson or anything. It's just yeah. somebody I happen to know and have a conversation with yeah. who got a bit of an inside track. Um the rebranding is, is happening internally from within. Uh, and it's all, I guess, aimed at the next generation of cars that they're going to make, which are going to be electric cars. Mm. Let's face it, right? And if you look at a company like Tesla, who are leading the way in electric cars, yeah. Tesla firmly views itself as a technology company first and foremost, yeah, yeah. who just so happens to make cars yeah. currently and then maybe make spaceships and rockets and God knows whatever else Elon wants to make. Well, if I was JLR, I wouldn't do that because so your technology is shit. So, so going back to, the, to, to what you said earlier around why are we following or mimicking another car brand, we should be creating our own individual products. I imagine they want to rebrand themselves as a technology company. And, and copy cre- Tesla rather than copy BMW. Well, I was going to say, you know, re-emerge as the British face of uh, kind of, you know, electronic um, engineering and technology. But you yes, know, this copying is, Tesla, essentially. This is going to be controversial. There's not much I say that isn't, yeah? But... And also it's driven. It's a pretty controversial show. Do you know why, genuinely, why I think people... Actually, but if that was the case, no one, people want to buy Aston Mines. I think it's because they're not British owned anymore. They are not a British company. Do you think people give a shit? Because we've established that for some reason people no, go and buy the Germans. Generally, no, they don't. No, they don't. 
So I guess that point is mute. No, no. Generally, people don't give a shit. They, people don't. When it comes, they'll buy what they want to buy. They'll buy. If, well, so, so first they'll of buy all, something off. Hitler so first if of all, it. if it's cheap enough and it's good enough, yeah. So first of all, people don't care. But secondly, do they even know? Um, oh, I like guess if you went to the to a random person on the no, street and you no. said, "Is Jaguar a British brand?" They'd go, "Yeah, I think so." I guess it's it, listen. Most that these, these kind of companies are kept afloat, make money. From the kind of people that go into their dealerships and say, I'd like a genuine light bulb, please. <laughs> so can you expect that person to know who owns it, who doesn't own it? No. I, d- I don't know what the typical Jaguar buyer is these days. I str- I'd struggle to place the I typical I can tell you Jaguar. what it was 20 years ago, but not now. Yeah, exactly. 40, 30, 40 years ago, but yeah, now, no. Nah. Mm. Strange. Anyway. Maybe, maybe, maybe they're a bit like a Saab owner. They think, oh, I need to have something different. Everyone's got this and that. I'll just buy a Jaguar then. Yeah. Well, the people who think like that are buying Volvos in the SUV world. So the people yeah, who want to be different don't want to buy German. They're going to buy yeah. XC60s, XC90s and yeah. stuff. Well, and actually, and they, they do. They look good. They're nice looking cars and they're actually good at what they do. Plus they're safe. If you're carrying your family around, whether they're actually safe or not is irrelevant. They've got the perception of safety, which is very important. Yep. So anyway... Here we are at the end of our first episode of 2022. We hope you liked it. Uh, we did rumble on a little bit, but because it's been bloody ages. It has been a long time. So uh, we're not going to apologise for it being a long show. Uh, what you can do, if you're stuck with us, thank you. Um, what you should you do right now. You can follow Driveway Autos. Follow Driveway Autos while you're hitting that follow button. Make sure you go and find our Drivel page at Drivel Podcast on Instagram. Pretty sure it's at Drivel Podcast. Um, whilst you're on your phone, um, right now in front of you and you're finding us on Instagram and interacting with our posts and leaving comments and liking stuff and sharing and doing all that wonderful stuff. What you can also do is go to the platform you're listening to this episode on right now. And if it is iTunes or Apple Podcasts, sorry, um, give us five stars, give us some kind of a review, say what you like. The reviews have really died down recently. We had an initial influx of reviews when we first appealed, but now they seem to have died down. There's definitely a lot more of you listening. We know who's listening, uh, but there are definitely a lot more of you listening on Apple Podcast than have reviewed. So please get your phone out, go and review on Apple Podcast. It will absolutely help us get up the charts and get a bit more traction. We need to find enough money for O to go and buy. What was it you were going to go and buy? I wasn't going to buy anything. I was going to maintain mine. But oh, yes, he's going to maintain that, his Range Rover. To satisfy Rover. that prick Thomas Stewart, yep. I, I, might, I might go and buy Might go one. and buy a brand new Range Rover. Yeah. So there is that. And if you're not listening on Apple, you're listening on any other platform, uh, if it gives you the option to be able to subscribe to the show, please do that. That means that next time a new episode comes out like this one, it will automatically download or enter your queue or whatever. So it's lined up, ready for you to just press play and listen, which is very nice and very convenient and also helps us out. Um, and if you've done all of that already, then the final thing that you can do is share this show. And we mean good old fashioned word of mouth. Tell somebody about it. Say, hey, have you heard of Drivel? It's a brilliant podcast. It's been going for about a year and a bit now. Uh, these two guys deserve a break, but also they're brilliant at what it is that they do, which is being completely amateur and talking bollocks at you and for about an hour. Life. And that is no lie at all. So please help support the show, spread the love. And we would really appreciate it. I'm going to stop talking now. See you later. Bye bye.